answering, you know, what, what, what are we supposed to be saying when we get up? And in truth, I, when, we, when I first came in, there were a dozen people, and I thought, well, it's a good chance just for us to introduce each other, and then people came. And as we continued to share, I realized what the question was that everybody was answering. So, and I, I wonder if you did too. There's about, there's at least a half a dozen questions that people were answering. What was, and, and I was happy to hear them all. And then, oh, you said I'm going to join the, the Sangha of Thousands of Buddhas today. I thought, ah, we should have had this as a testimonial for the Sangha of Thousands <laughs> of Buddhas. Uh, because um, among other things, what so many people said is I'm coming for five years, 10 years, 20 years. I look forward to coming even when I'm not here. I'm, look forward to coming. So what do you, you tell me, what do you think the question was? Like, do you know on Jeopardy, when they tell you the answer and you have to say, what's the question? So you tell me the question that people answered, not where do you come from? Like, uh, what could have been the question? What's your connection to Spirit Rock? What's your connection to Spirit Rock? Okay. Why do you keep coming? Because so many people said, I come here and I feel better. It smells good out here. It's pe Somebody said, smells good out here. That's a good reason. It smells good. It's clean. It's quiet. What else? Tell us one interesting thing. Tell us one interesting thing. About yourself. About yourself, which answers the question, uh, what kind of people gravitate to this kind of uh, inner introspection and contemplative work? And the answer to that question would be everybody. Everybody, because we have a wide range of people here. So the Buddha said, my teachings are for everyone. The, the Sangha is open to everyone. What else? I feel better when I'm there. What's salient about me or about you? What's, what's, what's the important thing about me that connects me, uh, that makes me me? So that we can say, well, here are all these oh, 30 or 40 people who are different people, different paths, different careers, different places, but they all find that there's something here that's good for them. Well, what is your path is one of the things that people tell you. What's your path? And a number of people said, I belong to Culture Far, which is a conservative Jewish place. Uh, I'm I'm religious. I'm Jewish by birth, and this is making my Judaism more clear to me. Somebody else said I did three sermons at uh, at Catholic masses last Sunday, at which time I not only used Buddhist concepts but quoted a Tibetan Buddhist to finish. I think that that was one of the things that really came up in my mind about what the Buddha did not. Well, it's actually not true to say that the Buddha didn't teach a. Um, a worldview or a, um, or a credo, but uh, uh, it, it seems to, to me in our uh, interpretation of Buddhism in this century that that has not been the thing that brought Buddhism here and was caused it to be so embraced so fully, that what people have been interested in is some sort of practice that connected them to clarity and to peace and to ease and to, uh, I think more than anything, wisdom. I've been thinking about that this last week, you know, that uh, the, the political tensions are high, you know. People, uh, well, I don't want to say people get, some people, political tensions are high, 
And it's hard to keep your mind relaxed enough to say, well, you know, they might be right about that. You know, since I have, I have a choice in this election, we all have a choice, and I want choice A to B, to win. But then I read an article that shows that this aspect of choice B might actually not be such a bad thing. And I watch my mind struggle. I don't like to hear that. <laughs> Makes me a little problem. I want it to be all good on choice A and all not good on choice B because then it's not, not a problem for me. You have to think. And how do you think with the mind clear? I think I read somebody this year who said, what people Westerners, a man named Clark Strand, who, whose name you could Google, Clark Strand in an editorial in the Wall Street Journal answered the question, why are Westerners interested in Buddhism with or without becoming Buddhists? And he goes on to say they were, that, in, that what people are looking for is some way to uh, establish some sense of connection to peace in one's own mind, regardless of one's circumstances, that uh, was believable and rational and available to everyone regardless of their background. Transparochial, one of my teachers would have called it. It's not non-parochial, but transparochial. It fits in everybody's parish. There's nothing about the Four Noble Truths. I thought about that. I will teach about it. We have to sit a little bit. But I was thinking about uh, if we understand about the Four Noble Truths, that life is inevitably challenging for everyone and all the time, we are called upon moment to moment to make a judgment. Should I do A or B? A or B? A or B? What, um, I think it's a continuation of making skillful choices. That I was thinking about wisdom is not a compendium of things we know, but a continuing ability to make skillful choices that lead to, uh, uh, that lead to, lead to happiness, that lead to freedom, that lead to peace and ease, not choices that lead to uh, anguish and suffering. Um, and the fact that we could become clear discerners, that's what wisdom seems to me. Uh, I think uh, for myself, uh, and maybe for you as well, when I get upset and my mind is flurried, the wisdom that was available to me before, or would have been, isn't available. It's like we have a certain common wisdom Now, what's, what's a good way to do an example? One of, my, one of my daughters called this morning that she was quite concerned about some problem with one of her children and some school issue. And appropriately, she's at the right age to be concerned, and the child, and I'm certainly concerned about it, but I'm not worried about it, you know? I, and I listened and I, as kindly as I could. And I said, you know, maybe if you do X, Y, and Z, it'd be a good idea, but it'll work out, you know? And there's a way in which what I think she was calling was not for information, but for me to say, it'll work out. You need somebody in your sphere of influence that can say to you, everything works out, this will work out. You know, things will settle down. You're just upset at this moment, it'll work out. Don't be afraid. I think that's it. And because when we're not, then we figure, well, I'll do this, that makes sense, I'll do that, I'll make sense. It's, uh, I had this strange, uh, image of, uh, I was reading a lot of Matthew Ricard this week. Matthew Ricard, I started to tell you about last week, 
is a French Buddhist practitioner, monk actually, who talks about the innate happiness of the mind if you don't bother it, if you leave it essentially undisturbed. And I was thinking about the fact that we, we don't leave it undisturbed. It isn't that we purposely decide to disturb it. It's as if dust storms all of a sudden erupt in the desert, blow around and cloud the air. And they have to say, oh, that's a dust storm. I have to wait till it passes, and then I'll see where I'm going. Maybe it's the ability to recognize right now a dust storm is happening. I'm not seeing clearly. And I'll just wait. It's interesting, because I think to myself, sometimes it gets easier and easier to think about. Uh, I mean, there's lots of, we can complicate it. But um, to think about making wise choices I think we'll sit. Let's sit. <laughs> Let's sit for. Uh, oh, here comes Serena, and I want to. I want. I, we were, Serena was going to come after we sat. Come, come, Serena. I didn't want to sound that in such a disturbed tone of voice. Here comes Serena. I'm going to introduce Serena to you, and then we're going to sit. Serena is uh, our special consultant to the Capital Campaign, and she and I have been working on the Sangha of Thousands of Buddhas. Did you bring a scroll? I did. Shall Let's just show. Oh, and she was going to come after we sat, but we didn't tool up quite. Uh, and uh, show you the scroll, because we are filling up scroll number two now. We have filled it. We have filled scroll number two. Uh-huh. Is this scroll number three? This is number one. This is number one. Okay. Scroll number one. Who thinks they're in scroll number one? Ah, good for you. Yeah. Scroll number two. That's who's behind door number two. Anybody thinks they're in scroll number two? We're working on scroll. Uh, so we have to start scroll number three. Yes, I'm going to paint that soon. And get it. You, when you get to look at these closely, can you leave them out at the end of sure. class so people can look at them? You'll find that uh, Chogum Trimper Rinpoche not of this world now for a few decades, has signed the scroll uh, two or three times, actually. <laughs> because people, people uh, who, who donated in their own name, so they come to, get, come to the Sangha parties because Rinpoche is long gone, but rather than put their own name, decided to honor their teacher and put his name instead. I love that people put the name of newly born grandchildren or recently deceased relatives, and, but if you join, you get the mail, regardless of what the <laughs> scroll says. So that I, I asked Serena to come by and show this, because uh, at the end of class, did, you could, uh, she'll come back at, uh, just before 11 to talk to you about joining. We, we, I really hope we are up at 1,000 people by the end of the year. We're about 800 now. Yes. Close Getting close to 800. And when you join, you get a pen to say that you're a member of the Sangha of yeah. the Buddhas. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a lot of cool stuff, actually. You get CDs of Sylvia's talks, and uh, you, um, everyone has access to the Sangha of Thousands of the Buddhas website. But every day, a new Dharmet, a short video teaching with one of the Spirit Rock and the Reading Teachers is streamed every day. And these are really great teachings within yep. five minutes. 
Plus there's Dharma Q&A, uh, teachers respond to questions and they're posted on the website, so you can go in and read all the questions and the answers that all of those teachers have provided. So it's really a resource-rich resource website, so I welcome you all to come and check it out. It's thousandsofbuddhas.org. But I'll be here at the end of the class, so if you have any questions, come and see me. And if you're going to join, you can sign the very scroll today. Yes, okay, no, no. Get somebody with a camera to take yeah. a picture of you signing the scroll. No, seriously, we all have pictures of us signing. Yes, on the website we have pictures of the Sangha of Thousands of Buddhas community, and uh, we just take a face shot or ask you to send us one, and it rotates in and out of the Buddha's faces. And so we have this wonderful community of uh, faces coming in and out. They're all donors to the And you watch and you say, oh, there's Guy, there's Sally, there's, there's me. <laughs> So...